Hello and welcome to our SEC Live Game Day Reaction. Alabama has upset Georgia to take the SEC Championship, snapping a bunch of streaks, making for an exciting game, and, and, and my goodness, making for stuff that we can sure talk about. Before we get into all that, holiday season off and rolling, NFL in full stride, NBA and NHL hitting midseason form. BetOnline is your number one destination for all your sports wagering info. Up-to-the-minute sports wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. BetOnline is the top spot for everything pro and amateur sports. And it's not just the big four. BetOnline has info available at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access at any time for almost any sport that's played from MMA to international soccer. Head to BetOnline today. Remember to use our promo code BELIEVE for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline where the game starts. All right, Blaine, let's start here. Uh, thanks for joining me tonight. Terrific ball game. Uh, honestly, thought Georgia would win it, did not. But this is my overriding thought from this game, okay? We, we can sit here, we can compare rosters, we can compare coaches, we can talk about all those things that we talk about before a big game like this. And, and in my mind, it came down to mistakes. Something that doesn't show up in star ratings, doesn't get you more or less NIL, doesn't get talked about. Georgia made two big ones, starting with the penalty before the field goal that doinked off the upright, and then the fumble on that end round. And, and, and you tell me, was that if that wasn't the difference in the game, I'm, no, no discredit to Alabama. Let me let me be really clear. But games between pretty evenly matched teams, and this looked like one where the teams were pretty evenly matched. Uh, sometimes come down to those things, and I, I thought that was the difference. Yeah, turning the ball over in your own territory against a team like Alabama, you can't can't do that. Um, that was that was tough. The false start definitely hurt them. They they tied their season high in penalties. Georgia did so, but the other big thing was there was uh, I think it's going to be talked about for a long time was that that catch non catch by Bond on fourth down that they didn't review the call. I think at how least do you not review were, that? Yeah. I think if people, you know, I think that's a pivotal play in that game because it directly results in seven points. And I, I think the ball dislodged and came loose and, and they probably would have, they probably would have overturned it. And then, you know, but all, all that aside, Georgia didn't, didn't play well enough to win the football game. They didn't stop the run well enough. They only gave up net 114 yards, but a lot of that was adding in sack yardage and stuff like yeah. that, that they got to, Milrow a few times and, and those were some pretty big big losses for Milrow in terms of that but um, at the end of the day I think that uh, Alabama played more aggressive than Georgia did I think Georgia played very conservatively in the in the first half way too conservatively on offense um, almost tight if you will which is weird um, I think because they they had been playing uh, well all year and and uh, you could tell that that Bowers and McConkey were hampered a little bit with, but yeah. there's no excuses yeah. for injuries. You have to go out there and you have to overcome and adapt. And and you saw at the end of the game when they kind of had to, and they pushed it down the field, Georgia went down the field with ease. Um, they did that early in the game and they did it uh, down uh, late in the game. It was that middle point, the second, third quarter where Georgia uh, got dominated. I felt like up front at different times. Yeah, I was – going through the stats and things and, and the thing that stood out to me and the reason I thought Georgia would win this game I just looked at the way Georgia had run the ball recently against good teams and it just felt like it was vintage 
2021 and 22 Georgia, and I didn't think Alabama's run defense was vintage Alabama run defense. And and boy, did that not play out the way that I thought it would. Yeah, I mean, Alabama just was better on along the offensive and defensive lines of scrimmage uh, this this evening. Alabama was able to run the ball on Georgia when they needed to, um, and there was just a couple of times where that I think the biggest drive of the entire game was after Georgia cuts it uh, to twenty to seventeen. Alabama goes right down the field and scores a touchdown. I think that's the biggest drive of the game. Georgia had opportunities at a third down. Uh, and short, they were getting pressure on Milro, and then Milro uh, did a little shovel pass to Isaiah Bond, and and Isaiah Bond was he was the one that hurt him that entire drive. Four passes to him, uh, a guy from inside the state of Georgia from Buford High School that ended up going to Alabama. So, yeah, I think that Georgia has uh, shot themselves in the foot uh, here when it comes to this. I don't think they'll make the don't I don't think they'll make the college football playoff now because of how things are going to play out tonight in this eight o'clock hour uh eastern here as we go with michigan playing playing iowa they'll thump them and then uh you know who cares what happens with florida state and louisville really it may not even matter for florida state with as good as texas played later today and things like that but and i think you got to put alabama in now after they beat a georgia team that had bit 129 in a row so yeah i think the mistakes cost georgia that fumble in their own territory not being aggressive enough and then the the missed field goal definitely the and then just getting whipped up front were uh, were the reasons they lost this game. Hold that thought a minute. I want to return to that. Did you watch Nick Saban's press conference or not press conference? His his on the field thing after the game. No, I was. He, uh, he I just didn't. he just looked so relaxed and, and like he was enjoying himself. Like you watch Nick Saban win those games over the years, and it's just you know they they just survived and move on to the next day. There doesn't seem to be a lot of joy a lot of celebration that looked like a guy who enjoyed this one. And you know what? He should have, yeah. uh, you, you, snapped a team that hadn't lost in what? 736 days. I mean, I yeah. think <laughs> Trump wasn't, wasn't still president, but it wasn't long. Um, I mean, it's, it's been forever. You, you just defeated a dynasty. You did it at a time where everybody had you dead and buried after the Texas game. There was talk of, um, you know, to quote a friend of mine in the business, decaying dynasty and all those things. I, I never was quite on board with that, but look at where they've come from. And, and it just looked like a different Nick Saban after the game. Yeah. I mean, he's been there. He's done it, uh, you know, and, and it, there's still a hump for Georgia to get over. It, it is beating Alabama in an SEC championship game, something they haven't done. Um, and that's another, that's still a hurdle that's left to go. And, uh, now, how much that's going to matter going forward, I don't think we'll ever have a, a – I think this was the last time the SEC championship is going to matter as much as it mattered tonight Yeah, because there's going to be a 12-team playoff. And uh, if it was right now, then this wouldn't – this would just be like, man, you know, Georgia lost and Alabama won, and we'll see how the seeding plays out, and, and they'll both be in the playoff. And I think going forward, you'll see both these teams in the playoff every year for the next foreseeable future. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, so, you know, it maybe. Maybe one year too late for uh, college football with as many good teams as there are um, with the 12-team playoff. But at the end of the day, this was a playoff game. This was a quarterfinal game. Georgia didn't do what they needed to do to win. Alabama did. Alabama played better. Jalen Milrow made enough plays uh, to win when he needed to. And Isaiah Bond was uh, clutch for Georgia. He was big and got separation. And at times with 
whether it was injury-related or not, Georgia couldn't get enough uh, separation at receiver at times, and I think that was maybe Mike Bobo's hesitation with being aggressive through the passing game. Yeah. A lot of the a lot of the the first half and things like that, but it it's just hard to believe that when you go down at the end of the game and you're able to score as easily as Georgia was able to going down the field um, when they needed to to make it uh, a one score game again at the end. So it's uh it's just one of those hey when you got good football teams that go against each other it's those small mistakes that uh that kind of uh it's the small small mistakes that kind of kind of hurt you. You said the, the the five penalties, fifty six yards. That was a season high for Georgia. I think it was it was it was up there, tied the tied Close. the season high. I think. Okay, so, that's um, that's interesting. And then again, it was it was when they occurred, not not just yeah. the the numbers. But the, the other thing, um, we we had said we thought this would be more long of an offensive shooter. What was the over under on this? Uh, the over under was fifty fifty. Four fifty-five, something like that. I think so. It didn't, it it didn't miss it by much, but I mean, like the last few games, the points have been in the sixties between these teams is more than you would think. I mean, you look at the box score. Georgia has three hundred twenty-one yards. Alabama three hundred six. I I didn't think it would play out quite like that. I thought there'd be a little bit more offense in this one. Were you surprised? Yeah, I was. I, I thought that uh, both defenses early on uh, kind of did some good things, and both quarterbacks. Had some some problems early on. Uh, Milro started off awful for Alabama. Like he he didn't hit. Georgia had him rattled early on, and and you got to give credit. They they made adjustments. Uh, Alabama made adjustments, and in, in that second and third quarter is where Alabama won the football game. So I think that uh, you got to give a lot of credit to Tommy Reese and Kevin Steele and and Nick Saban because they were able to they were able to handle it handle it well. Before we unpack playoff implications of what we think is going to happen. Any more thoughts on just the game itself? Yeah, I think you're seeing, you, you saw uh, this is the least explosive, least dominant Georgia defensive line as we've seen in a while. Um, and I think that there's, there's going to be a revamping of, of that probably next year. You've got some guys that are younger guys that maybe weren't quite ready to contribute um, that are going to be there, and then also, I think you're going to see Georgia be fairly, fairly aggressive in the in the transfer portal. I think you'll see probably ten to twelve guys leave the program, and I think you'll mm-hmm. see, you know, ten to twelve guys uh, come into the program. So they'll be, uh, it, I think they're going to be pretty pretty aggressive, and of course, they're going to have a big signing class. And then Alabama, Alabama, I think you just, you know, now. If you're Tommy Reese, you just got to continue to go forward and play to Jalen Milrow's strengths and continue to continue to do some of those design quarterback runs and then make the 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 across the field reads um, simple as they as they have been. And he's just doing a great job for Alabama right now. So to continue to play to his strengths. And I think that Alabama uh, is a tough team to beat going forward. All right, we're doing this, uh, if you're catching this later, Michigan, Iowa, Louisville, Florida State about to kick off, may have already done so as we're doing this. But let, let's look forward ahead to the playoffs. Okay, I, I'm going to – if Iowa beats Michigan, I'm going to be stunned. But but I haven't said that. There's been a couple of upsets so far, so nothing's given. But let's just assume Michigan wins. I, I cannot imagine Washington getting left out after being three in the rankings – 
and beating Oregon twice and some other nice Pac-12 wins. So we, we're going to take those as a given right now. Fair is the starting point. Yeah, okay, I, mean, I, yeah. I think I think Texas looks so good today. And and there's there's two ways there's two ways you can do this, okay? Because I think you're if you're comparing teams against the field, and you're comparing teams against each other, they're two different conversations. And you're like, what's this guy talking about? But let me let me get to it, okay? Alabama now has beaten Georgia on a neutral field, Ole Miss at home, LSU at home, Tennessee at home, road trip uh, wins, A&M at Kentucky, at Auburn. D- does anybody in the country have, and this is arbitrary, but d- does any team in the country have a better seven wins or maybe a better, I mean, George, Alabama just nailed the best win in the country. Yeah, I mean, that, I, well, that, that or Texas beating Alabama may be the best win in the country uh, at Alabama. Uh, yeah, well, let's uh, let's let's hold hold the thought on that a minute, okay? Let, let's let's pretend we're comparing the teams to the field. Texas's wins at Alabama, Kansas State, Oklahoma State, neutral field, Kansas at home, and then it gets into at TCU, Iowa State, Texas Tech, BYU, and and you know beating Houston on the road. But I, I don't know how much th- those things don't move the needles when we're talking about it. Yeah, if you're just comparing resumes, and let's throw Florida State in there. LSU neutral field at Clemson, Duke and Miami, both at home at Florida yeah. at Syracuse. I mean, really, really the LSU win is the only one that jumps off the page. Yeah. No, I, so and, if, but the, yeah, the problem is, is that I don't think that they're going to do that. I think they're going to say, okay, if Florida state were to win this game, they're going to say they are a power five undefeated conference champion. And I think they're going to put them in. I just think I just think that's what they're going to do. I, I I know what you're saying, yeah. In terms of the 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 resume and and things like that. And listen, Bama's got to be in, Michigan's got to be in, Texas has got to be in, and 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 then well Washington too. Washington. I mean I I don't know what you're going to do. I think with Florida Washington. State gets left out. Yeah, Florida State may get left out for sure. That's true. Um, I don't know. And, and and just just for just for the sake of this, Georgia's got wins over Missouri. Ole Miss at Tennessee at Auburn, Kentucky, Florida neutral field. I, I know people talked about Georgia's schedule being weaker, and and it was, but th- those are also some nice ones. I'm with you. I don't think Georgia's going to make the playoff. I'm just trying to cover all our bases, and and just to be fair, you got Ohio State sitting there having beat Penn State, one at Notre Dame, one at Wisconsin, one at Rutgers, beat Maryland. Um, I, I don't think Ohio State's getting in. I, I guess the the thing I'm making is. I'm curious how the committee processes it. Do they compare these teams to the field, or do they start getting head to head? And and I don't think you can avoid it with Texas having won at Alabama. But my my point is, you process this conversation a little differently depending on the angle you take. If that makes sense. Yeah, the it's been the whole talk all week: the best versus the the best four teams versus the most deserving four teams. And Kirby Smart just said in his post game press conference, he's like, "Hey, the playoff committee, if you're gonna go, it's supposed to be the best four teams. And if you're gonna say Georgia's not one of the best four teams, then he said you need to get in a different profession." Which, you know, I mean, I think uh, I think that there's some validity to that. But at the end of the day, this was a playoff game, and Alabama won that playoff game. I think the SEC is the best conference. I don't care what happened early on in the year with non-conference or different teams and all that kind of stuff. 
I think week in, week out, NFL talent, the lines of scrimmage, all that kind of stuff. The SEC is the best conference in America, and Alabama just won that conference. Alabama yeah. has has to be in. Washington has to be in because of how good they they've looked and uh, with Michael Penix and winning that conference and that conference was much improved this year, the last year of the PAC 12. So, you know, I think you've got to put Washington in Michigan's in if they win and then it's going to be Texas or Florida state. And I don't, I mean, you, then you would have Texas, Texas, Florida state and Georgia. And I just don't see them putting a Georgia team that just lost, even though, even though I think Georgia could beat both of those two teams. I really do. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't I don't think that they'll put them in. Um, you know, especially with the it's it's almost like you get benefited if you lose early on compared to <laughs> compared to if you lose late. So well I, I think you do. And and here's the parody at the top. I, I keep a kind of a running total of four computers and points above average. Here here's the list. And, and some of this won't be reflected like on what Alabama and Georgia did today. That's not been tabulated, nor his Texas's win, nor his Oregon's loss or Washington's win. But here it was uh, coming into the weekend. Michigan, 28.9 points above average. Ohio State, 26.5. Georgia, 26.5. Oregon, 25.5. Penn State, 25. Alabama, 23.8. Texas, 23.2. And then Florida State at the bottom, 21.3. Washington is all the way down at 17.6. Before that Oregon win, that was 13. No, we know Washington's going to get in, and it should. But look at the parity, man. Of your top seven teams, that that is less than a touchdown difference in, in all of them. That's crazy. It's it is it is this NFL like parity that I've been saying all year. We have it now. Yeah, uh, it was a, it was a year, and I think that the problem the problem with some of these uh, conferences was that. I think a lot of these conferences were top heavy this year, Chris, yep. and that allowed that allowed more undefeated teams towards the end because coming into this weekend, I think the top eight teams, Chris, were seventy one and zero against teams that were not ranked in the top twenty five. Seventy one and zero, and that just doesn't happen. There's usually somebody that that loses a game that they absolutely should not lose, you know during the year and it just didn't happen this year. There wasn't the, the amount of chaos that, that there, that there needed to be for it. Typically, you know, typically there's a team that has a glaring loss and it says, Oh, that they're out. And that just didn't happen. You we've never had this many teams on championship Saturday that, that have been alive for the college football playoffs has been maybe six at the most, but there, there was legitimately eight teams. So. Now, now look, uh, uh, this was all reaching pointing to a conclusion, and I think Whitney Sutton has, has nailed it here in the comments, sort of. Uh, it, it was another thought I had. Look, Blaine, you, you can make it. Washington and Michigan have got to be in, presuming Michigan wins. Are, yeah. are you going to yeah. leave out big brands like Texas and Alabama? And I know that's not how it's supposed to happen, but are you going to leave those teams out when they've got two losses combined, one was against another one? They're conference champions. They're two of the biggest brands in college football and Florida state. I think Florida state with, with its quarterback gets in, but I mean, are you going to, are you going to put Florida state without Jordan Travis up against Michigan in round one? 
And, if you and, do, you're asking for the same result that Georgia put bingo. on TCU last year. Bingo. I, I think that's what I'm getting at. I just think that's how it's going to play out. Is, is that fair to Florida State? Probably not. But somebody's yeah. going to get screwed in this, and I think that's where it's going to be. Yeah, I think uh, Florida State is probably going to be it now. Is there chaos? Uh, you know, we didn't think we'd see some things that we've seen so far. So who knows? Or do we see something crazy tonight? And we may. But at the end of the day, I put out there early in the week, I said, there's no excuses. This is a playing game. It doesn't matter about, you know, anything else. You have to win this game in the SEC championship to get in. And and Alabama did what they need to. They didn't they didn't turn the ball over at key times like Georgia did. They didn't make the the self-inflicted wounds and they were able to run the football better than Georgia was. So they they earned it. And I think with the SEC championship in their pocket, I think that they deserve in, even though Florida State, like you said, could be undefeated and all that kind of stuff. But honestly, are we are we even going to compare saying you think an Alabama team wouldn't be a double double digit to two touchdown favorite over Florida State right now with that situation? Yeah. So and I, I think my suspicion is that common sense wins out because I, I see it the same way. Again, is that fair to Florida State? Probably not. But let's just let's cover all bases here. Let's say something really crazy happens. Let's say both Michigan and Florida State lose. And I, I don't think – I yeah. think you give Iowa the ball for two days and they might not score 10 points against Michigan. But we, we've seen some exactly. stuff happen we didn't we didn't anticipate. Then, then what do we – then I guess we're looking at – If if I if that happened, Georgia would be in. But, I mean, Georgia, yeah. both Alabama and Georgia would be in. But – Iowa, you, I think you could put Iowa out there with no defense in front of them, and they may not complete seventy percent of their passes. Like it, like it's just, yeah. it's just rough. Like they can't, they can't do anything. It would have to be JJ McCarthy would have to, you know, somehow exit the game, and there would have to be Michigan turn the ball over twice in their own territory. Alabama, I mean, uh, Iowa punch it in. Like you know, it's just it would be, it would be absolutely the craziest game you've ever seen for that to happen. But I was really, really bad on offense, really, really good on defense. So uh, they're just, but they don't have enough to beat, beat Michigan. So. It, so if Florida state and Michigan were to both lose, I think we'd be looking at, at Alabama, Washington, Texas, and well, then you get Georgia. I don't, I don't know that Georgia's issue in at that point, because you've got Ohio state, but Ohio state didn't win its conference championship. So that probably, yeah. probably resolves it there, but. Didn't even play for their conference championship, so right, um, you know. But uh, but yeah, it's uh, Georgia's not going to get in. Um, Georgia, Alabama. Uh, I think now the question is, where does Alabama get seated? You know, I yeah. think Alabama. I mean, you're you're talking about jumping from eight all the way up to possibly I two. I don't see it anywhere other than four. Do you? Ooh. I don't know. Then they say now you're going to tell me if the, if it holds true, everything we're going to have uh, Alabama and Michigan in the first first round uh, in the Sugar Bowl probably. Uh, so that'd be that'd be crazy. Um, you you going to put Alabama three ahead of Texas at four? I think Alabama may jump to may jump to three. I don't know. It, it's going to be tough for the committee, but like I said. Um, you know, when I mean, it don't comes get me wrong, I'd, I'd rather see what you're outlining. I'd, I'd much rather see 
I think Texas Alabama probably not. would go up. Yeah. I think since Texas beat Alabama, Texas would probably be three, Washington yeah. two. So you'd yeah. probably have you'd probably have Michigan versus Alabama, and then Washington versus versus Texas. I think you'd probably see Texas and Washington in the Rose Bowl, and Michigan and uh, Michigan and Alabama in the Sugar Sugar Bowl. Maybe uh, is is maybe where I guess those would be. So I don't, I'm not sure. I don't know if Michigan would want to go to the Rose Bowl instead of going to. I mean, it's it's far away either way. Yeah. It's not like either one's close to Michigan. So, well, I mean, if you if you take it south, it's going to be more. Yeah, run with Alabama fans. I think it is. Yeah, if you go out west, at least Michigan's played. You know, being a Big Ten team, they're used to playing in the Rose Bowl and, and stuff of that nature over the years. So, yeah. Yeah. um, you probably have that that to your advantage and. The weather shouldn't be a problem because I was just thinking, hey, if you go to if you go to the Sugar Bowl, you're guaranteed to play indoors uh, and not have to worry about weather and stuff like that. But you shouldn't have to worry about weather at the Rose Bowl anyway. So it's going to be quite interesting over the next uh, next 24 hours here, Chris, to see what happens. Yeah, I mean, if, if I'm traveling a long distance either way, I make my opponent do the same rather than. Yeah. So. All right. Any any parting thoughts? Um, some people have asked why we didn't do a live stream later. Well, first, we're, we're an SEC channel. And we want to react in, in, in time when SEC people are probably more likely to listen. Second, we're family guys, too, with, with, with church in the morning and stuff like that. I'm not saying if something crazy happens, we wouldn't do a second one, but that's that's it. Yep, yep. Uh, so I just think overall, um, you know, you, you have the SEC here that is – position themselves in a strong, strong way and uh, continues to do so next year when Texas and Oklahoma move in and just even more big name brands and is going to force us to change our, uh, our channel name and all that good stuff. So, uh, so SEC is in fine shape going forward. And I think Alabama uh, definitely earned themselves a spot and Georgia's got to go back to the drawing board, but uh, you know, you gotta, you gotta say if you're Georgia, not a, not a bad little run of, uh, of 29, 29 straight games and SEC record and two two national championships in a row. So, and now Georgia will uh, try to go back to being the the pursuer once again instead of the top dog. So, what is it? They they've won forty five out of the last forty seven games. Is that the stat? Yeah. So that's remarkable. Uh, but, but Alabama's the two losses. So you got it. Still got to get over that hurdle. <laughs> Who was the last non-Alabama loss that Georgia had? Last non-Alabama loss that Georgia had would have been in 2020 to Florida. Wow. Yeah. In in 2020, Dan Mullen, yep, in the COVID year. I was thinking South Carolina, a friend, SC scout guy, mentioned South Carolina in 2019. That was their last home loss. That was their last home loss. Uh, uh, But, yeah, uh, so their their last loss other to – to a team other than Alabama was Dan Mullen in in uh, in 2020. God, I just wish we had a 12 team this year. That that would be so much fun. Yeah, I mean, it would you've, be a you've lot literally of fun. got a couple of teams that that are not going to make the playoff that did could win that. Yeah, for and sure. And I don't think uh, is there ever been a time in our lifetime that you could have said that. No, it was a. Uh, it's tough. I mean, I don't know the the, the way that college football is now though. And the way that you go back and look at it, uh, there were some years where you're even during the BCS where there was some a lot of debate and all that kind of stuff on some teams. So I would be interested to see 
you know, it's going to be nice to see it played out on the field. It's going to be nice to the, the games go into more of a pro style game, anyways, with free, unrestricted free agency every year with the transfer portal because yeah. that's what it is, and then contracts with NIL because that's what those are, and you know, uh, so might as well have a have a playoff the way the NFL does as well. So, yeah, no, you're yeah. you're not wrong. Uh, I hate the system the way it is, but it has produced some remarkable parity and competition. Um, yep. Blaine, parting thoughts. No, that's it, man. Uh, we we touched it all. I'm I'm good. We uh we cover. If you're new to us, we cover also baseball and basketball. We we cover the SEC in depth. So hit that subscribe button, the like button if you if you like what you see here, and check out other content as well. I'm sure we'll be in basketball stuff early next week. Of course, we'll we'll wrap up the the playoff decisions, uh, the bowl decisions, all that good stuff that's coming to us Sunday. Um, Anyway, thank you for watching. We are Southeastern 14 presented by Bet Online.